Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, then I have I have a very diverse portfolio. <laughs> same, I just, same. I, I listen to my investor friends and I have invested across the map. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, this is a hacky joke, but my dating portfolio looks like a college brochure. And it, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly Demillier. And we have a great episode this week. We're going to be talking about interracial dating with two of our good buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into our interview with the two of them, uh, make sure you check out our Instagram page. We're at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. Uh, we're posting a lot of information to help with all the voting going on and also any new information in relation to Black Lives Matter and ways you can help, uh, petitions you can mm-hmm. sign, all that stuff. We keep sharing and um, definitely send us anything, any resources that you find, uh, yeah. that you find helpful. Because honestly, a lot of times I find the stuff via, I see it on someone else's Instagram story. Same right so i love it i love that a lot of you have been sharing stuff with us already and uh we appreciate your support of the pod so if you want to just give us a follow over there at shooters gotta shoot pod and uh as always if you have any questions you want to email in to us it's at shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail.com and um another thing on the black lives matter movement resources we also have a link on our website which is just at shooters gotta shoot pod.com um, so if there's any resources, oh no, it's just shooters got to shoot.com. <laughs> Sorry. www.shooters got to shoot.com. Erica runs the website. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, just look us up. We're there. Yeah. Uh, and we have a great page of resources. So if there's anything that you guys have been really into that you want us to put up, just send it our way and we will check it out. And if you want extra episodes of the podcast, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. Uh, we do have two public episodes on there if you want to mm-hmm. get a feel for what we're doing. But, uh, you know, even if you don't have time to listen and you want to show a little love for the pod, support the pod, you can throw us five bucks a month. really helps us out in terms of doing everything that we're doing over here. So And we spill the tea over there. Yeah, man. I mean, this week we had uh, – it's not that it was heavy, but, you know, we talked about there's the Chris D'Elia situation. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, in general, our personal experiences with older men or also, you know, just exploring your sexuality as a woman is a bit harder. In terms mm-hmm. of like, obviously we know just from society and all the pressures and all the, you know, things of just basically like, quote, your reputation, mm-hmm. you know, being called a slut, if you will, uh, <laughs> for doing things that you fully want to do and making you feel guilty or shame about that. Um, but also there's there's a lot of conversations about consent that have been going on for the past couple of years. And, you know, I mean, we got to keep talking about it. I mean, we mm-hmm. should do we're going to do eventually a public episode that's more along those lines but mm-hmm. research founded and all of that oh yeah. yeah but if you want to hear why molly got grounded in high school <laughs> for three months you should check out the patreon <laughs> you guys thought covid <laughs> lockdown was bad yeah uh, you don't even want to know what i went through i know and but pay five dollars and you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can totally find out what's going on in both of our personal lives actually um, yep. 
I admitted some things on that episode that, uh, unfortunately, my mom is back on the Patreon. <laughs> so I don't know if she's going to go back and listen to the archives. Uh, I feel like every Patreon episode I basically write, hey, mom, don't listen to this. But she's there. She's there and listening. Um, maybe. Hope she skips a couple. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we don't want to waste any more time. We're going to get to our episode for this week. Let's do it. I'm very excited to have both of these people on for our first guest. You have heard him on Laughs on Fox, on Comedy Central, and on his podcast, Black Twitter Talk. It's Charles McBee. Charles McBee, welcome to the show. And joining Charles, we have... She was featured as Vulture Comedian of the Week, one of the stand-up NBC finalists. And you might have heard her podcast, Love About Town. We have Kenise Mobley. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys for coming on. So, I mean, I've wanted to do an episode like this for a while, and I'm very happy you guys have come on and are willing to talk about interracial dating. So, Molly and I both have dated not white people. What do we have going on on both of your ends? What are we counting as dated? Just, I want to be very clear right, right. about that. Mm, okay. We All leave right. it pretty open. We leave it, that's pretty open-ended. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair question. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say even hooked up with. Yeah. I would count. Okay, then I have I have a very diverse portfolio. <laughs> same, I just, same. I I listen to my investor friends, and I have invested across the map. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, this is a hacky joke, but my dating portfolio looks like a college brochure. And it, it, <laughs> it's some of everything from everywhere when it comes to race and ethnicity. So. And has it always been that way, or is that something that's been more as you've gotten into being an adult? No, it was for me, um, it wasn't until college that I started to like venture into other races. And then New York, it was like, all right, well, fuck all. Let's do this. <laughs> for me, it started in when I started dating. I went to like a very white middle school, high school. Uh, so there weren't that many options. I was like, they would try to push me and the other black guy in my classes together. Mm, uh, he okay. was very gay and in the closet. So that was, a, <laughs> that was a mistake. But people kept going like, oh, you love DJ, right? Like, that's who you like. You like DJ. And I'm like, I don't think we vibe. So, okay. <laughs> Well, that was the yeah. thing I wanted to clarify up top of like all of us live in the New York City area now. And Kenise, I know college you were in the Boston area, correct? Or so you I, started I, comedy there? Uh, I started comedy there. I went to grad school in Boston. I went to college in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. So you're originally yeah. from the North Carolina area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone's out. And then Charles, I know you're originally from Ohio. Did right. you also go to school in Ohio until basically right. moved to New York? Yep. Yep. So yeah, small town in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. Um, which is on its own is kind of self-segregated anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like growing up, you know, and I grew up in a, you know, pretty religious black Baptist household. So my whole world, school, church, neighborhood, everybody was black. Like it wasn't, it, it's not, it's not like I was even introduced to this diverse group of friends to even think about hooking up with. So right. there, there was a, there there was a thing of don't bring no white girl home <laughs> in my household, but it wasn't really enforced because I wasn't around anybody. Okay. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like they're saying that more so because they're like, we know you really had to go out there and find one. <laughs> we didn't make it easy for you. <laughs> Have you ever brought a white girl home? 
No, well, not because. <laughs> no, no. I rarely bring a girl home mm, these days. Okay. Like in general, you know what I mean. Like it's a big deal for you to yeah. meet. It's a big deal. So just bringing a girl home in general is a whole to do. So it's not because of any like racial thing. Like if I met the one and she was white, I'll definitely be bringing her home. But I just don't be bringing girls home that often. Okay, that's yeah. fair. It takes a lot and to meet Marky Mariana. She was back then. Like she doesn't care now. She just wants me to meet someone. <laughs> okay. Kanice, <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you ever brought someone whether white I, or just a different race home like to meet yes. your family i mean but like when i was i haven't brought like yeah because i haven't lived in north carolina in more than 10 years the amount of like we have to be on our way to marriage in order for me to like fly with you yeah, to right. north carolina stay in my childhood bedroom all that uh but when i was in college i did bring a white guy home and my mom was fine with it but she did she was like is he gonna like our food? And I was like, yes, of course he's gonna like our food. Ma- like, what do you think he eats? <laughs> like, I, he's we were. You're making macaroni and cheese and catfish. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've had conversations with my mom over the phone with girls that I've dated okay. that are outside my race. Like now, she she thinks she's like now she'll be a smartass about it. I'm like, oh, you know, met somebody. She'll be like, what is she? Like, she just assumes <laughs> that she's some really. Uh, whatever um but if i do date someone that's outside of my race you know we'll have conversations about her but it's not so much about like her ethnicity or her race it's just like oh what she like blah 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 right i was gonna say across the board it sounds like regardless of race both your families are far enough that it's like to really bring anybody home it's almost like unless i'm thinking long term or marriage it's just not worth the plane right, yeah. right. <laughs> really which i think is what most people would say yeah same of like lugging them to even a wedding that would be like we both have to pay tickets to get there right mm-hmm. so instead of asking my mom now knows not to ask what they are just because mm. we've gotten in like disputes about that she just is like oh okay what does he look like <laughs> <laughs> what color is his hair <laughs> what, what color are his eyes and she tries to do this whole like guess who thing to figure out oh, like what's weird. his name mm-hmm. where's his name from like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny well i was i was gonna say when people talk about specifically like white friends of mine if they talk about the surprise element of if they were to bring like a black person home a lot of times like well if the black person has a more black name it's an indirectly a way of almost like, I don't want to say warning, but kind of like there's an indication. Like Charles is a name that many people have. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kanice might be one that they go, well, where is I will say from? I will say, yeah. Uh, like I've, I've had to interview, not just for jobs, but like I had, to, I had an interview in a newspaper. It doesn't matter. At any rate, I've watched people try to find someone named Kanice in a crowd, and the people they go up to are Asian men. <laughs> That's like the what? first, yeah, because they think it's like a Japanese name. They're like Kanice, like oh wow, so they okay. just they go up to Japanese people or like Asian people generally, and are like. And then I'm like, uh, over here. So I don't yeah. know if that's as much of an indication versus just like it is not a traditional name oh okay interesting <laughs> yeah like um 
I don't know. It's just funny. Like I was thinking of, you know, our friend Khalid and I'm like, yeah, if I just was like, oh, I'm going to bring my boyfriend Khalid home. People would be like, pretty sure that's not a white person. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Something in their brain. Um, but uh, I guess being in the areas you guys used to live in and now being in New York, basically, have you seen a difference in interracial dating in New York City specifically versus other places you've lived? Or do you feel it's kind of the same? In Charlotte, it felt very, it's black and it's white. And even if you aren't one of those two things, you have been slotted into those two things and you need to figure out which one very quickly. In Boston, it was like mostly Asian. <laughs> like I lived in Cambridge. It was like everyone had PhDs. I was like the dumb one because I only had a master's degree. Like it was very a specific universe. And here, similarly, it feels like, oh, it's not just white and black. It's white, black, Asian, Arab, South mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it just feels so much more diverse yeah i agree here um you don't really it's funny because you don't notice it at all at least for me like when i'm if i date someone or whatever the case her ethnicity or her race or whatever her religion any of that like none of it even dawns on me in new york mm-hmm. it's only still outside of new york elements come up where I'm just like, oh, we're different. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the only time every so often, I mean, and we'll have conversations. Like, I've dated, you know, whatever, Indian, whatever. We'll have conversations about each other's cultures. We'll have conversations about, oh, this is how I grew up. This is how you grew up, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like a thing. It's just like, oh, that's cool. I'm learning about how you grew up. But it doesn't really... We don't weigh it. We don't put it on until the thoughts of like leaving New York or, you know, something like outside of New York elements start to come in because I think it's less how you view it and more how others view you and the other person. And in New York, nobody gives a shit. But when you go other places, then that's when people start looking at you and weirdly and you're like, oh, we stand out. Okay, this is not normal. I think I agree with you until about what's the date three weeks ago like, <laughs> and, uh, until, like until then it was like yeah we're all but now like I, I do a lot of online dating i'm like i need to know right now are you gonna say something that's gonna make me like mm-hmm. leave this conversation and you like i don't want to go to the point where we're like we're having sex and i've been like emotionally invested in you just to hear like I love the police and like it's <laughs> like no the people who are in jail all deserve to be there like I just I, I it, yeah, to yeah, me, it's, though, it's different I don't know if it's if it's like this for you but for me that's maybe it's a cultural or, or race thing but I, I look at that as less of a race thing and I get how why you would like like I get that but for me I don't know it's it's less of a race thing and just more of a like all right what what's your deal thing like I would be the same way I mean maybe less so with a black girl but I've met someone I know some conservative you know black women like (laughs) (laughs) for me it's it's more like what's your deal less than like okay you're white so I need to know who you voted for or whatever but I get it I do get it I thought Kenise when you said that I thought you were implying that upon like black lives matter resurfacing and being more forefront in the news that you meant now if you were to travel to places outside new york city people would be more okay with it i thought that's what you were implying no 
like no, that you that all. you felt like <laughs> now that everyone is like more like now that Nike is posting about Black Lives Matter, like now that I travel to this small town, people people are being like, no, we get it, Black Lives Matter. I <laughs> like, think we're more no. polarized than ever. I I mean we might no. be. I haven't really left New York since like quarantine started to like travel to a town or especially i mean i haven't taken you know on a date with a black guy to like let's go let's go see what's going on in connecticut or wherever <laughs> you know i haven't but i mean what's something we were curious about is like do you feel like with the black lives matter and everything happening right now that people would be more open to date interracially or i guess less judgmental of different races dating or do you feel like it is what it is to most people and you can't really change their mind for me, I'm th the only way I can describe it is a date that I went on last year, and I'm worried that that's going to happen more frequently. I went on a date with this guy. He was a psychotherapist. Immediately, first questions out of his mouth, have you ever dated a white person before? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, are you white? Like, I didn't, like, you could just be very light-skinned Latino. Like, I don't know what your yeah, whole deal is. Right. Um, but then he just goes and talks about like how much sensitivity training he's done and how oh. his favorite artists are black and how, you know, he just thinks about it in this very deep. And I was like, I have files to edit. I am going to leave. Like, I could not. <laughs> like, I'm just worried that a lot of people are who have like, they're like, I just read white fragility and I need to do better. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, coming inside me isn't going to be the thing that makes you get a gold star from the black community. What are we doing here? Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like no, I, I agree. I, I think that um, for me, the way people respond, I don't know. I For me, like when, when women, I, I feel like maybe it's just a New York thing. Maybe it's all over. But women who date black guys, I'm assuming there's already some element of Hey, Black Lives Matterness to them before mm -hmm. they get to me. You, like I, I'm, I'm, I haven't met a woman who's like into me, but it's like, but all lives matter, and it's like, no. <laughs> then that to me. So there really hasn't been that much of a thing. I mean, every so often in the past, like there's been a couple hiccups here and there where I was, um, you know, describing something that happened to me. And I was like, you know, maybe this, the person's racist. Maybe that's why they did it. Or just trying to express myself in that way. And the girl that I was dating, she wasn't white. She was uh, like, uh, Spanish. But she was like, oh, they're not, they're not racist. Like she completely just mm. regarded every, and that was like done. Like we couldn't, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just like, so that was, so things like that every so often will happen. But other than that. Well, that's I crazy to me did she know the person that you were talking about and therefore was defending a friend or was she taking a complete stranger side over yours? Complete stranger. Uh, complete okay. Stranger. That's I was, yeah. I used to live in Astoria and my car kept getting broken into and I was the only, I was the only black dude on the block. Right. Yeah. My car kept getting broken into. Now I didn't even say it's definitely race. I was just like, trying to think why is my car the only one that keeps getting broken into i'm like maybe it's this maybe it's that i don't know could be because i'm black and she and like that was like oh come on <laughs> i'm like what the fuck like it was yeah, yeah it, was, wow. it was bad you were clearly being targeted for something <laughs> right. well also like 
if you were, I mean, I don't know how like much you were dating. Is it like you've been on three dates with this woman or like you were dating for a while, but there's something I feel like to like, for me personally of like, if I'm dating you, like you got to back your man. Yeah. Have some loyalty. <laughs> like, you know, like, like my side. So even if there's an issue that had nothing to do with race, like he's just complaining about something at work or even a fight with his mom that I'm like, your mom's kind of right. right. I'm not saying that. I'm sitting there being like, yeah, honey, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, cause that's how I would feel. I'd be like, yeah. you better back me up. <laughs> like, yeah. Something that happens. Um, but wow. like in general, I feel like, uh, a little bit sometimes with dating it's almost like the excuse of um you know when things about race come up and someone's like well i, I have a black friend kind of feels mm. similar when someone's like well i've dated black people before <laughs> and it's like okay that doesn't mean what you just said isn't insensitive yes! or incorrect <laughs> or a microaggression in some way you don't get a pass right I mean, exactly yeah because so. you fetishize uh, black men or black women or whatever the case might be just because you I, I don't connect at all when someone says, oh, well, I've dated a X, Y, and Z. That means nothing to me because that could have been a fucking uh, porno fantasy that you yeah. were just off in that, in that moment. That, you, you didn't say I was in love with this person or this was my soulmate. You were just like, oh, I dated someone. So? We've dated people we don't fucking like. We've dated people, all types of people that we don't have any type of real, you know, intimate connection with all the time. So don't like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't fly with me. Um, talking about current events, though, Kanisa, you said that you use apps a lot. I'm curious, have you had white people on apps since the movement has, like, kind of gotten another, uh, it's gotten stronger? Have people just, like, made comments to you on the apps? Thankfully, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, although I will see, like, someone who's just, like, trying a little too hard. Like, I'll, mm -hmm. and it's, like, when I'm swiping, so it's not someone who I've matched with or anything, but it's someone who's, like, all of their Instagram posts are at protest. Everything is Black Lives Matter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a blonde guy or a redheaded guy who's just, like, a little, he's, like, going real hard. And I'm, like, I don't, do you want to date me or do you want to date a concept? Because I just, yeah. I don't feel like okay. I'm the thing that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or I was just feeling, like, I don't know if you're on apps, Charles, but it's almost like, do you almost feel like I'm getting more matches now? Like, there's almost this, like, is there white guilt in swiping now? Yeah. Sometimes where they're like, well, I got to be saying yes to some black people and at least feel it out. Reparations. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would much prefer cash reparations. Uh, it was not something, I can't buy groceries with it. It's not useful to me. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm not on the apps as much, so I, don't, I can't uh, I can't relate in that sense. Uh, it hasn't gone up or down for me. One thing that is very funny to me, uh, I'm out in myself here, but in Pornhub, you can see the rankings of which categories are the most popular, mm -hmm. and Ebony is, like, shifting up because oh, people are trying yeah. to be, like, oh, my God. Okay. social justice and what they jerk off uh -huh. to, and it is that... It annoys me not like I want people to watch porn with black people in it. I just I hate that there's a guy somewhere who's just like cranking it like I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> it just like pisses me off so much. He comes home from park. Yes. He comes home from a protest and puts on porn up. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. Uh but I like from uh some personal experience, I've experienced white friends of mine that will be very outspoken of any issue that comes up that has to do with race, right? They've been always supportive of Black Lives Matter. 
anything that has to do with like immigration and like everything like that right they're almost you know they're kind of like the ultimate white liberal commenter in the comment section correcting everybody right <laughs> now that same person i'll be sitting there being like you have never dated any person of color and i don't think you ever would and there's someone i'm like i don't think you've ever even swiped right on a black person and to me it feels kind of disingenuous when they are this like now spokesperson for this race when i'm like i don't think you would even match with them on a dating app not only that i don't think you'd have the balls to talk to a black person about black lives matter <laughs> and yeah. i don't and i don't know if that's indirectly making me racist or them racist like but it's just that to me is so interesting that i'm like it's it's almost like is it possible to be both in a way and i think I think it's possible. Um, you know, for me, like, I don't necessarily link um, whether or not someone would date someone of a certain race on whether they can necessarily be an ally for that person. Um, maybe if I knew the reason why they wouldn't date, then that would change my mind. Okay. But if it was just, like, I don't think uh, anyone sh should have to date another particular race if that's just whatever their you know thing is um however i do take it very personal when it happens to me like what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah i feel like people can be an ally to someone just because they're not necessarily attracted to them i can be an ally to the gay community I don't necessarily have to be gay i don't think yeah. um, I, rules, but, you know. I i i kind of disagree i feel like there's because it's not just like it's not just a, a matter of like am i being an ally but when it comes to what you're attracted to if you say blackness or i'm not attracted to black people or i'm not attracted to this particular race of people race is such a spectrum so you're not even at that point saying that i'm not attracted to a particular phenotype like i'm not attracted to a particular type of nose or i'm not attracted to a particular type of hair length because like i've seen black people who are blonde haired with light brown eyes who look like who are lighter than you, Erica. I've seen mm. black people who it is difficult to see them at night to, to be right, put, like, okay. I mean, there, there's such a range. So when people say like, I've never and wouldn't date a person of a particular race at that point, you're not talking about looks. You're talking about all these cultural associations that you have. And that mm. does give me pause, especially if someone is like black lives matter, except I don't see them as human enough to want to have sex with them. I just, ugh, like, that's what it feels like when people are like, yeah, I wouldn't date a person who was a different race than myself. It, that seems like a block to me. Well, I guess for me, like, I don't necessarily associate dating with being attracted to someone. Um, I think date, I think you can be attracted to Hell, I'm attracted to the rock. I'm not gonna date him. Like I can find, <laughs> I can find the beauty in okay. all different races and people. But who you decide to actually date? Oh, I'm going to actually date this person. Someone could say, well, you know, I just prefer to date. Uh, you know, I'm Italian. I prefer to date someone who's Italian. To me, that's not a bad thing. If a black person prefers to date another black person, that doesn't mean that they don't find other people attractive or, or beautiful but they just want to keep it in their in their race like i don't think to me i, I don't get um you know offended by that or think that they can't still have love for another group of people or, or another race or that they don't want to have sex with those people mm -hmm, uh, okay they may not date them doesn't mean that they don't find them attractive or want to fuck them 
True. I mean, it's it's just it's a very interesting thing that it's almost like I feel like we're we're allowed to say we are attracted to someone strictly because of their race, but it's almost like you're not allowed to say you are unattracted to someone specifically because of their race. Unless they're Asian women. Unless they're Asian women, <laughs> you're allowed to say. I'm attracted to an Asian woman because she's an Asian woman. To an Asian woman. Oh, like you, you can't say that to her. Don't say it generally because well, I feel like all my female friends, we all judge a dude who says that because that comes with mountains of baggage. Like I took Japanese in high school and I expect you not to talk when I'm speaking. Like it just comes with <laughs> so much shit when a dude says, oh, I'm only attracted to Asian women. Like, oh, uh, that's a messy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totes messy. Well, it's just, it's interesting because I'm a white person, but I get tan, like I'm tan right now, as you can see via the <laughs> Skype. Uh, but I've had people basically be attracted to me because they thought I was something. And then also the opposite of them to say, I'm not into interracial relationships has been said to me. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there like, well, I'm white, but I get that I don't fully look white all the time, I guess. Like, but it's, it's very interesting because I think for some people, there's certain things maybe they'll say of like, you know, maybe someone that would say, oh, I, I could never date a black guy. The reason behind that might be, well, I couldn't ever date a black guy and then bring him home to my parents or to my family because mm -hmm. they wouldn't accept it. Like, you don't, like you said, you don't know the reason behind when people say things sometimes, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel when you hear things like that, that people say. Like some examples we thought of that we've heard people say is, you know, I'd never date a black guy or a black girl. Um, or you are the first black person I've dated or have you ever dated a white person before? Like certain questions like that. Uh, what are some things maybe you guys have heard people say that either you don't even know how to respond to, or it's just, I don't know how you feel when you hear things like that. Well, for me, so like when you talk about the first two, like the, I would never date like a black woman, black man, that sort of thing. I've been on dating for a long time. I am older than I think everyone else, whatever, it doesn't matter. Industry, ignore that. Um, but, <laughs> like, I remember in profiles and posts, it would be like, I'm looking for this type of woman, describe some sort of personality, and it would be like, no blacks, no Latinos. Oh, and it, holy yeah, shit, okay. Yeah, that was like a common thing. And to be able to see that, and like, especially if it's like a swipe thing, where like, you're selecting, like, you could simply just go about your day and select yeah like, you can say no select. you can say no to people to that look like me and not have exactly to write that. but instead you you're writing it just to say hey in case you were wondering in case you were going about your day like not having issues with this have issues with this and know that someone else sees you as a little bit less just know mm. that it's also and like so, i'm so hot i know you're gonna be into me <laughs> so just don't even think about it exactly <laughs> huh. it's so vain well that's kind of like uh it's almost like on dating apps, you should try to be like positive. Yeah, it's, it's like um, I'm, you know, I'm tall, so I often will just put that I'm five eleven. That does not mean I wouldn't date a man shorter than me. It's more to just let you know. But there's many women that instead would go, "Don't message me unless you're six feet and up." Yeah, and it's just such like a negative <laughs> thing. Who for who is this for? Yeah, it's just to make, it feels like it's just to make you feel bad. I don't know. I don't. Mm. I, I have also like even in middle school, a white dude was like. Uh, hey, I like you, but Dustin said, like, in the Bible, black people and white people can't date. So, like, we couldn't date or anything. Oh, what? Like, that was, yeah. Was that middle was, school? What? You said this was middle middle school? Yeah, this is middle school. 
Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. How did like, you oh, respond to that? Cool. I mean, well, I mean, the Bible. <laughs> like, we're all very religious. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you deal with that? I mean, that's so young to get told something like that and try and reason. I mean, you can't reason with it, but, like, try and wrap yeah. your head around it as a little kid. You just, you, okay, well, I'll see you later then. <laughs> like, you just deal with it and, like, but that's still your friend group. So you're like, wait, what am I, what does my friend group really think about me if they also think it's, like, against God to date me? Like, yeah, so it, mm. it, throws, it throws you for a loop. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm curious. Have you ever felt like certain things people say are almost an excuse that they use? Like sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like religion, sometimes people use as an excuse. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, it, like almost like uh, maybe not, not saying the exact example you just gave is this, but it's almost like an indirect way I can basically let, say, a person of color down easily if like my family didn't accept them and I was like, you know what, this is not going to be worth the battle the rest of my life to marry, you know, say a black man. An easy way out would be for me, I feel like an easier way out for me to be would be like, oh, my family's Catholic and you're not Catholic. So like, it's just not going to work. And I almost, I wonder if you were in a scenario like that, would you prefer that people be straight up of like, if race is an issue within their family? I'd lie to me. I'd much rather you say I I need to date someone who's Catholic, and then I can be like, oh well, that sounds like a crazy thing. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me, and oh, I don't have to. I don't have to think about that. But the race, yeah, the race thing is like cool. So your family doesn't. I don't even know your family yet. Like that, it just. It, yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I am um, at. Yeah, I think I I agree. I I agree with Kenny's. Like, if we're not going, if you're saying that this can't happen, we're not going forward. I'm not going to date you. Then fine, lie to me. Tell me it's like the stars and the moon or whatever. <laughs> but if there's a chance that we are going to either date or even if we're friends, and there's a chance that I could meet your family, give me the heads up. Like, I don't. I've had that happen to me. Like, look, I'm let me apologize in advance. My family. Some of them are whatever, or my granny, but you know, like I'm a big boy, I can handle it. You just give me the heads up. And usually nothing crazy happens, but I like, I'd rather be in the room and be aware of my surroundings okay. in totality yeah. than in there and just, you know, have shit going over my head. And I don't know that I'm, that I need to kind of be aware of certain microaggressions, mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be. So if we're having any type of relationship, and you think I'm going to come home for dinner? Yeah, give me the heads up that Uncle Joe is a little, you know, a little racy. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess maybe um, if it was just like you're going to meet someone's family and you are the first person of color that they've ever brought home. That too. For them to mm-hmm. just be like, look, I, I don't think this is going to go <laughs> badly. And they've never seemed racist to me, but you are the first person of color to walk in the door. This is so, a test run. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I would, I, would like, I would like a heads up for that as well. Yes. So we have a couple of scenarios on just pieces of advice that you might give to friends. So, uh, Kenise, we'll start with you. If you had a black female friend who told you, told you that they were about to start dating a white person, what piece of advice would you give them? 
So they've never dated a white person before. Right. This is the first white person that they would have dated. Um, guide them towards an understanding of black women's hair. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just like it's not, and it, and it won't, it's probably not going to be a thing where you just like sit them down and explain it, but it will be a thing where you're like, don't do this list of things. Mm, <laughs> don't like, okay. unless I tell you to pull my hair, don't just pull my hair. <laughs> like, okay. just like, just a list, just let's just gently guide you towards knowledge versus just letting you run wild and then us never talking again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I agree. Okay, um, so Charles, same question, but if you had a black male friend who was about to start dating a white woman for the first time, what would you tell him? Um, is this New York based? Oh, good oh, question. That is a good question. All right, let's say it's in uh, New York City or like LA, say just a liberal okay. city. We'll say. All right. Um, in that case, I'd be like, you know, have fun, do your thing, but if you're ever going to bring her home around your mom, your aunties, your cousins, like just be aware of certain social cues so that you don't look crazy, right? There's just certain, this is a certain thing. Like, um, don't do too much. There's a saying in the black community, you're doing too much. You know, you ain't got to do, do the most. Just chill. Be friendly, you know, let them kind of bring you in. Don't come in like, I'm going to force them to like me. (laughs) Don't do the most. Just have her, you know, just be cool. But other than that, you know, just have fun. Okay. It's funny that you say that because um, I think think about, we watched like uh, Little Fires Everywhere recently. And I feel like there's also a reverse of doing the most with white people that is shown Mm -hmm. in that show of the daughter. It's a white family and she's dating a, a black guy. And they're having dinner, and it's like every the guy says every time I come over, your mom makes sure to bring up that her mother wa- marched in the in the civil rights <laughs> marches, and like like, like almost there's like the one side that's like we're not going to address that this man is black at all, and that's kind of the side that tends to be quote not as okay with it, and then the side that is okay with it almost is like too okay with it, yeah. and and the doing too much like yeah. type of thing of like like we heard you really like this food or something like like trying to make food that they're like i heard your mom made this and it's like look i'm italian okay i don't know how to make like japanese food if i had a japanese man come over to my family's house my mom was like should i try to make japanese food i'd be like no you stick to what you know you don't make the pasta <laughs> like, he's gonna love yeah. it stick to your italian dishes he knows he's coming into an italian house it's right, not gonna be right. as good as whatever his mom made like I, you know like so little things like that i feel like and, and both sides is like you know it's almost like you're like how do i make sure i don't look racist and it's like actually you just did it's not even a race thing it's just uncomfortable <laughs> Um, would you, I was going to say, Charles, would you give different advice if this wasn't, uh, I guess like a, a major city, say someone's in like a small, more rural area or even like Ohio where you're from? Well, the thing is with being in a major city, I would just assume, you know, that they're just going to like have fun and rock out. And if it gets really serious, then eventually they'll meet each other's families. Um, but if it was like back home, I'd be like. Does your mama know her? Like, does your family know her? Like, what's, you know, it'd be a little bit, it'll be a little more, um, because it's hard when you're starting to date someone. At least when you're here, you're from somewhere else, you can build a relationship, you can build a foundation without that outside pressure and bullshit. Mm-hmm. But when you're 
do it right there in the same town as the pressure and the bullshit, then it's a little it's a little more difficult to kind of navigate and at least just build this relationship that you're trying to build. So if it was back home, you know, I'd be I would just ask him more questions than give advice probably like, oh, d- is she? Do your parents know her? Does, do you know her family? Yeah. Like, how did you guys meet? Like, what's going on? Um, so yeah, it, it, that's the only difference that that it would be. I love that you brought up outside pressures because I think like regardless, that's one of the hardest things on a relationship is like what other people have to say about right. it. So I'm curious what things people have said to you guys about dating both within and without of your race. It's changed over the years for me. Okay. Like like I said before, like when I was in high school, it was like, oh, don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and then um and then in college, and I didn't think about it because I was only around, you know, <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> and then in college, you know, you start to meet different people from everywhere. And it still was a slow turn, but um, I remember I, I would meet different people and we may hook up or we would hang out, but I wouldn't necessarily bring them home. It would be like a college thing. Um, and then, but just don't talk about it. And it wasn't until New York where it was really like, oh, okay, I'm just going to date whoever because it's so many people from all over the world. I'm just going to like have fun and do whatever. And the older I get, like once I hit like thirties, that's when my parents or my mom was just like, just whoever, just bring her home, <laughs> like, whatever, you know, so it, the, the older I've gotten, there's been less, I guess, scrutiny from friends. Again, most of my friends now are New Yorkers. So that it kind of like, it's like, whatever. If I was, if I were to bring um, a white woman or, or a woman of another race that wasn't Spanish, I could probably get away with Spanish more so depending on her skin tone or whatever. Interesting. Okay. But if I was to bring um, a white woman home or another race home now, I would probably get subtle looks from certain people, but nothing that would really matter or nothing that would, you know, be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, especially now. Like, I'm a grown, full grown ass man. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I almost feel like uh, sometimes I think about this, too, of like, I have never dated anyone, I guess, long enough, really, to and ser- or seriously enough to be like, oh, come have, you know, dinner, like with my family, right? Mm-hmm. Even just immediate parents, let alone like family wedding. There's 200 people there you got to meet, right? <laughs> like, like, that's my family's huge. So it's like there's different levels of meeting the family. Uh, like you would have to date me probably for four years to even meet the majority of them, you know, type of thing. Uh but there's something to like I since I have never brought anybody home, sometimes that works against you. Of then the first person you bring home, it's like they have the highest expectations, right? Right. right. Whereas like if I brought home like bad dude after bad dude after bad dude <laughs> that they either just didn't like or just didn't treat me well, 
I think they like it would be that point too. That's like we but don't care gotta, what they look like. Them. We don't care what their job is. Are they nice to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, to start bringing dudes home. Uh, yeah, like I almost just find some duds, bring them home. I almost feel like there's something to being like maybe those people are better off that brought home a bunch of bad ones because it's just like oh thank God they're better than the last one. Might be on to something. I think you're on to something. Well, because the opposite happens, right? You bring home you bring home someone that your family loves and then you break up with them your family's like heartbroken what happened to them i know they're like "Ah." yeah and then it's almost like big shoes the next person has i think there's such a high i didn't even think about this i think there's such a high expectation of the person that i'm going to eventually like bring home Mm -hmm. that yeah she gotta be somebody like they're gonna be like wow (laughs) really love this girl i don't know how much race would play into it, but I just know that if I said, okay, I'm bringing someone home and they didn't know who she was, like the level of surprise of who could it be? (laughs) What does she look like? Like it would just be at an all time high. So yeah. I agree 100, like, cause I haven't, and I only brought him to, like since high school, I don't think I've brought something to where, like someone to where my extended family was. Right. And so now, and like both of my sisters are married, both of my sisters have children. I am the youngest, but it is kind of this thing. For a while, I think they thought maybe I was a lesbian and I just wasn't telling them. And so now they're <laughs> just like, that, yeah. yeah, they're like, do, do you want to bring home anyone, any person yeah. at all? <laughs> yeah. And then like it slowly shifted away from that as I've gotten older to like, well, are you happy? I don't know. Like, it yeah. just, like, it seems like they've like lost faith. But because my twin sister is married to a white guy, like I feel like I can bring home anyone mm. of any... As long as he's not a war criminal, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel that's true for a lot of people. If they're to date outside of their race, no matter what your race is, it's always like the first one to do it, they'll be the most like kind of, I don't know, like troubled waters a little with like, how's this going to go? Are people okay? But it's almost like, you know, but that might be a plus you have now of like, okay, my sister has a successful marriage with a yeah. white person. So if I was to bring home a white person, we don't, we don't have any like hesitations anymore it's like look it worked over there it could work <laughs> over here you know? i think there's an expectation because my older sister married a black guy my twin sister married a white guy that i should bring home like an indian guy my sister is really <laughs> pulling for that yeah. she's like means i haven't gone to an indian wedding you need to marry an indian guy so i can go to an indian wedding or she's like it's either that or you have to marry someone who is jewish because i also want to go to a jewish wedding so okay. that is how they're pushing for me today <laughs> Uh-huh. Erica, I was wondering, have you ever talked to your parents about race and if you were to bring a black guy home? Because I know we're both from similarly, like, small, very rural areas. So the person I did just date, my parents knew I was dating mainly because they knew his family. That was, like, indirectly oh, right. how I kind of met him. And he was mixed. He's half black, half white. And my dad literally played college basketball with him. So it's like they were teammates. Mm-hmm. And like teammate Wait, level. How old was this man? French. No, 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 no. The guy was not the teammate. His son. His son. Sorry. I'm sorry. I slipped over that. So basically, it was like indirectly, my parents kind of knew his parents. And so I never felt like there was anything about that he was a different race. Okay. But a part of me was like, is that partly because there's a familiarity with this family? Maybe. Because I find, I've found that with like, my brother's dated 
a handful of different girls and brought them all home. That's very much Marcus always has a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> and like, there's something too. I've even just seen with him of like, if they know someone that knows their family, there's kind of this like relief a little. Yeah. Of almost like, okay, we like talked to this person and like they've they didn't have anything bad to say. Like there's no like warnings. Yeah. Um, but I've had I've dated uh, different races pretty much my whole life, and primarily for me it was kind of the opposite of like I was from a town that's primarily white, but amongst all those white people, I didn't look white in comparison. Mm-hmm. So often people thought I wasn't white. So <laughs> like. <laughs> I've always just like, I've kind of been used to that. And then so often people that would like me wouldn't be the white people. Okay. Like type of thing. So Mm. I remember dating a kid that went to a different high school who uh, was also mixed. And funny, I met him at a basketball camp (laughs) that my dad brought me to that was literally at the different high school and it was more diverse and it was all boys. (laughs) And I went to this camp for a few summers. Okay. And then, like, fast forward years later I, later, I started dating a kid from that camp. And I remember my dad being like, how did you meet this guy? I'm like, you brought me to camp. You brought me to where they were, where he was. Um, but it was something that I did have a conversation of. Basically, it was like, listen, if you are to date people of color and specifically black people, if you're to have a kid with a black man, the world is not going to see them as white the world will see them as black. And that's kind of the only thing that really was said to me about it. And they said, and listen, their family might not accept you because you are not black. And they were like, and, and they basically were like, there's nothing you can do to be black. There's no, like, if anything, that's worse. You can't act, try to act black to get in. Like they're doing mm-hmm. too much sort of thing. And, you know, and it is true that the world would see the kid as black. The kid wouldn't sit there like, well, I actually am as Italian as I am black. It's like, you know? That's whenever not whenever someone says that, we're always, as black people, we're all like, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. To try to pull that shit. And it yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> like when you're, when you're applying to anything or filling out any type of form, you're checking the box that isn't white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. So, and, you know, personally, I've thought about like, okay, if I was to marry someone, uh, that was a person of color in general, but specifically a black person, the hesitation I would have about having children would be their hair. Because I don't, like, in the sense of, I don't know how to do their hair, that I would feel like a bad mother, that I have this child, that I don't know how to style their hair because I don't have that hair. What? I know, I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if I had a white kid, I wouldn't have to think about it. Do you understand what I mean? I mean, you got you act like you guys' hair is like the easiest thing in the world. I've seen some <laughs> white women with busted hair. So if we can dispel That's true. the rumor that black women are the only ones with complicated hair, that would be fantastic. No, I'm just saying, you but, know. Like, there's a lot of, like, and I know that there are YouTubes because I see it on Instagram far too much where we, like, give any black father that knows how to do his daughter's hair like like gold stars for okay, you that is true yeah yeah, yeah. Um, same with like, white yeah, men it's like you did a ponytail we're yeah. like applauding you yeah okay oh my god he figured out a, a scrunchie like yeah right. so it's like you can figure it out it'll be fine and i agree with you that any hair can be complicated because my sister is she's fairer than i am has like bright red hair and as a little kid, our neighbor used to come over in the morning to watch my mom brush her hair because it was so thick. She couldn't brush it. And my sister would be <laughs> screaming and crying every morning over breakfast. Oh, and he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 
I think ultimately I thought of it as like, listen, like it'd be like if I'm a bad cook and my mother-in-law is a good cook, they look down on me that like I'm not as good as them or I'm, maybe I'm not good enough for their son, right? On that level. It would, uh, to me, it would be, that to me, I find it similar of like if I had a mixed kid that had that texture of hair and the, my mother-in-law is phenomenally better at, than me at doing the hair. It'd be like, anytime I bring the kid over to mother-in-law's house, it's like, we need to fix her hair. <laughs> like, you know, like it's kind of I mean, like maybe, that thing. But my mom isn't, was not good at doing my hair. I had busted <laughs> hair for years. Honestly, some people would say still do. So it's, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah, um, listen, I'm not saying that's a reason to not, you know, marry a black person. <laughs> I just meant like, we're talking like what qualms or what like hesitations have you had? That's really the only one I personally have had. Yeah. That I felt like, I guess, inadequate in a way. <laughs> that is a, um, I mean, the more we talk about like relationships, um, I keep getting reminded there are levels to this shit. There's hooking up, there's dating, there's serious relationship, and then there's marriage, right? Mm -hmm. like, like sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I could totally date, uh, you know, whatever. Well, could you marry a whatever? Like yes. those mm -hmm. are always the same answer. Right? Yeah. So like, yeah, when you talk about marriage and merging two families and that whole thing, like that's a whole other, you know, adventure that you're talking about going on. Yeah. And I mean, at our ages for so many people to start dating without the ex, not expectation, but the reality that like a marriage could take place. It's kind of like, then why are you here? If you, right, right. you're just wasting people's time. So, yeah, I think it is important to, to think of it in that way that, like, you're kind of thinking long term or mm -hmm. that long term is a possibility. Yeah. Look, when I, when I think about, you know, the idea of marriage or who I would marry, like, there's no set. I have no, like, person that I've envisioned of she will look like this. I have no clue who the fuck I'm, you know, <laughs> marry or end up marrying or whatever. <laughs> but there, you know... The reason I, I was saying earlier, like, I don't necessarily get mad at people when they say that they wouldn't necessarily uh, date or, or be in a serious relationship with someone outside of their race. I don't automatically think that they're a racist person because there are benefits culturally to dating within your race if that's what you just want to do. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain, there's a certain vibe whenever I date a black woman there's just a certain cultural vibe where we have a language, we have a connection, where I don't have to say something and she knows exactly what I'm thinking. There's this whole other history that we share. There's a bond that we share. So, you know, should that be the only reason you marry someone? No, but it can be like a perk where someone is like, you know what, I, I feel more comfortable with dating someone who is who shares so many things that are similar to to what I have and who I am as a, mm -hmm. um, and wanting to have kids that represent that and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I, I do like, I get it from all angles. So if I see, so if a person who's, you know, white or whatever is like, I feel more comfortable. Yeah. I've dated all, all over, but I feel more comfortable with marrying someone who is more like me. I mean, I get it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't necessarily be mad at that. I think my thing is like, you're saying that these things are an additional benefit totally get that but like if you found yourself deeply in love with someone who didn't have those things you wouldn't cut that thing off right because they were of a different right. race and culture right oh yeah 100 percent. that's why i say i don't know who i'm gonna 
going to end right. up being this. But the idea of when I hear people just generally say, mm. you know, I do find a comfort in dating someone who shares these things. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Some people, that's enough for them to want to marry that person. Uh, for me, it's not necessarily enough for me to cut out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, I, there's no way I can fucking just like ignore. Yeah. <laughs> all of this going on over here. Yeah, I think the culture thing is really interesting, and it's something that I've thought a lot about as, like, Erica and I have been talking a lot about interracial dating lately. Um, Allie Wong actually talks about it in her book, Dear Girls, and she says explicitly that she got to a point where she realized she would not marry someone who wasn't Asian because it was really important to her to have that cultural background. But, like you said, you are cutting out just entire groups of people and I mean I don't think that makes someone a racist but it is a line to just turn your head to all these people and it's it's just a really interesting idea um I'm like well we're almost at an hour uh I don't know is there any anything you guys wanted to say you feel like we didn't cover or I guess any questions you want to throw our way that have to do with interracial dating is it but I maybe not a, it's not a question but I did think when I first met you, not even met you, I think I had Middle Eastern for you. I was yeah, like, I get that a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, Middle Eastern, maybe Spanish, but not really as much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also assumed, I was like, she's something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it wasn't until like, I, I think I knew like slightly before I like met your parents, but it was like, yeah, she's, uh, I don't know what it is, but she's something. <laughs> oh yeah i mean i've been like in college when i was going on recruiting visits they would always put me with the black girl on the team <laughs> because they assumed i wasn't white and like i had uh, actually the school i ended up going to i remember like not really like realizing or thinking anything of it but i did like an interview with them and they gave me like you know the latino guy that worked in the admissions office and he was just preaching diversity the whole time we were talking. He's like, you know, the diversity has really increased uh, since I went to school here. It's, and it's like, and it still wasn't that diverse. He's like, it is up to 15%. Like it was still not very high, but he was like, we have this diversity scholarship that is, that is, you know, half ride, uh, like all these things, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, great. Like, but I was sitting cool. there like, do I tell him I don't qualify for the scholarship? Like, and I, and I didn't find out until I was rooming with, uh, you know, the black girl on the team, my friend, Brittany, and she, and I actually told her the story of someone saying they didn't want to date me because they weren't into racial relationships. And she was like, Oh, he's white. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm white. And she literally was like, what? And she got up, turned the lights on, and came over and looked at me. <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, like, and I'll never forget, I'm just, like, in this bed. Oh, man. In this bed, in the dorm room. Like, kind of, like, a little terrified. Like, um, it's me, you know. And she just goes, yo, coach, definitely did not think you were a white. <laughs> like, she was like, why do you think you're in my room? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm just here. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> type of thing uh you know and we ended up being great friends and like that's a story that's like she's always like man remember when i turned the lights on and looked at you <laughs> in my room i was like yeah i remember i remember but it was uh but then it was funny of like indirectly not only my look but it's like 
she was like, yeah, didn't your dad play basketball at Syracuse? And I'm like, yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did as a white man, but yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> like that. And then she's like, and your brother's name is Marcus. And I was like, also valid point. Also valid point. Yeah, yeah. But what's crazy is my mom was at that visit with me. And she even just goes, man, even your mom, though, she's like, she's like tan. And I'm like, yeah, well, we're Sicilian. And that's, you know, like more Southern Italian type of thing. That's um, funny. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. That's just a fun story. <laughs> so. I've never been confused for a different race. Yeah. You for a Puerto Rican? I don't This is actually the tannest I have ever been. I was so pumped. I spent a week out in the sun last week, and I'm looking pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, when we got our photos done, like for like the podcast logo, uh, you guys know Jenny Jennifer Koliak, which is a she's a great photographer. She was literally like, "Oh, this will be great because actually this is a very good test of my lighting skills." And we were like, "All right." <laughs> she was like, "No, really, the different skin tone." She's like, "It's a challenge, but we're gonna make it work." I was like, oh, "Okay." Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I was so pissed because again, <laughs> I had just come back from Spain where I was like on the beaches of Barcelona, like just living it up like getting so tan i thought i was like i was a lot darker than when i left mm. and then we get back and she's like oh this will be good like erica's so dark i was like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was actually lighter than i am now but that's not the point um oh i was gonna say uh you know i've done the thing on dating apps where you can like pay to see who already liked you kind of thing almost like Ooh. oh let's save time and when i did the apps that like you don't really put like i guess I don't know, race filters in. I mean, like I literally jokingly texted my friend the list of names of all the men that liked me and they all were like Middle Eastern names. Really? Yeah. Like I was like, we, I like I can't think of some off the top of my head, but it was just like, I was like, these are the first 10 that have popped up. <laughs> and she just laughed and I was almost like, should I just put like an Italian flag in my profile <laughs> just to kind of be like, hey, in case you're wondering, I don't fit the criteria. Um, uh, which app? Uh bumble i tried okay Paid for no it. i asked because i get i will say who i am paired with is different on different apps mm, okay hinge only pairs me with indian dudes for some reason well, i was gonna say also uh, hinge. a lot of also indian hinge. guys yeah hinge. yeah but um and but it's, it's like that's not the case on any of the other apps right but it's almost something of like um i believe actually i saw like usama was talking about this on his podcast of like colorism and I almost feel like indirectly I'm someone that they're like, okay, you're white, but you're tan enough that my family would be okay if we were to date. Mm. And I was curious if you almost feel that way also with like, if you were to date a white person, like are black people that basically are maybe mixed or just lighter skin, are you almost like they are more likely to accept them as opposed to someone who is darker? Oh, I mean, I think white people who are dating, who are like, I am open-minded, are still much more likely to find a lighter-skinned black woman mm. attractive than a darker-skinned black woman. Like, that's, they do tests on that. That is a generally known fact. They're rated as more attractive. They're rated as just, like, more likely to be in line with my culture. If you know, like, air quote, you get it. But, right. yeah. Even, even... Um, within you know our culture, like there's definitely like colorism is a real thing. Um, and if if I brought home a fair-skinned black woman, you know, curly hair, like they'd accept her. But me being a black man, there would be this kind of like, oh, like he would you would bring. Oh, so you're into light skin, 
you light skin girl like mm. there's a you know okay. there's a whole other thing with like dark skin girls versus light skin girls and and you know um I, I i don't even know how different it would be versus just bringing home a a white woman because if you bring because almost like if you bring home a white woman it's like okay you're just you're into something completely different fine but if you bring home like uh as we call it high yellow you know black woman then it's like oh you specifically prefer lighter skin ethnically ambiguous closer to white but not really black woman like it's almost like you're excluding darker skin you made a choice to exclude or to decline darker skin black mm, women. okay i guess there is something to even like uh the person i dated was mixed and it's like yeah someone might like a black person probably would question me and be like I hate to say this, but this is the phrase I would say is basically like, well, have you ever dated, quote, a real black man? Ah. Or, yeah. or like if I brought, you know, my ex home to my family, they might be like, yeah, but have you ever brought home a black dude that was darker? Or the question of would your family be OK if they were significantly darker than you, as opposed to someone that maybe is more around like my skin tone, per se. Mm. But I think there is something that I will say of like, because I'm more olive skin, I tend to not be attracted to very pale people. Am I allowed to say that? I don't, like, <laughs> to me? No, not you. <laughs> no, you that's Molly. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> your white skin over there. <laughs> but, like, I mean, if you want the truth, I was thinking about it before recording this as I was typing questions. Uh, Part of me is like, number one, I'm like, well, I like beach vacations. <laughs> if I dated someone that's very like, oh, I got to bring an umbrella for you every time. It's a little bit annoying. But also, it's kind of the kid thing again, I think, indirectly. It's like, if I was to, you know, have a kid with a very, very pale white guy, and the kid is very, very pale and super white, they don't look like my kid now. And mm -hmm. I might then suddenly have the struggle of like, people don't believe I'm their parent type of thing. I mean, I don't know that you would have as much as a problem with that, but like definitely being like a beach person, taking care of them in the sun, <laughs> like a super light Your baby kids would just is going to be burnt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I just I don't like hiking. I don't want to do camping and hiking <laughs> as a family vacation. <laughs> I feel like that's more what it is, but usually people that don't do well in the sun don't like sun vacations. No, actually, I mean, this is a good example. My mom gets super, super tan, and she just loves to be out on the beach. So we would go on beach vacations every year, and I definitely take after my dad. I literally could not be outside from, like, 1130 to 2 p.m. <laughs> but I was, like, the little kid, so my mom had to lose all her sun time. She'd be like, we're going to go make a sandwich for three hours. <laughs> I, I would get direction. sun poisoning. Yeah. So... I would love to ask this question to Kenise specifically, but uh, Charles, feel free to answer as I'm sure you have some stories, but Kenise, I know you're a little more ballsy like I am with dating a little bit. Like I know you go after what you want and I respect it. I like it. That's part of why we're friends. Uh, so we call it the podcast shooters got to shoot. And part of that is we're the type we're like, we'll DM first, right? Which is not typical of women. So Kenise, can you remember a time that you've like shot your shot with someone and was it a hit or a miss? I love that you think that about me. I <laughs> am, I lack 
confidence when talking to dudes. It's a terrible thing, and I have seeing. I'm seeing a therapist about it. Oh really? Uh, oh shit! Oh, man. No, it's fine. It's not. I just no, I did your podcast, right and you were so like bold. I was like, yeah, Clarice. <laughs> I am bold in the like a conversation, but when it comes okay. to like, hey, uh, I would like to know what your mouth tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't come out right. The last time I think I was like, I I try not to get drunk too often. I was drunk. It was like last year, and I had been talking to this guy all night. And then I was like, I have to go. We've been talking too long. If something's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. But like in the Uber on the way home, I was like, you know, if you ever want to make out sometime, just let me know. Okay. And he was like. I'll take that into consideration, and we have not spoken since. <laughs> Wait, were so you I sharing stopped? an Uber home, or no, you were okay. texting? I was texting. Okay. Oh, oh God, that's even worse. Yeah. That's the yeah, best you could come up with. Text. You have time to react. Yeah. Yeah. He could have come up with something that wasn't like I find you disgusting. Like that was <laughs> me the subtext. Um, that's what I took from it. We have not spoken, so I missed. So you were oh. hanging out, and then when you left. That's what yes. you said. Yeah, because that's I've been, we've all been in those scenarios where you're like, I thought something was gonna happen. Yeah. Yes. And like, it's I can't like, wait here forever. Yeah. I respect exactly. that you shot a shot with the makeout comment because sometimes mm-hmm. you do the thing where you're like, ah, uh, I don't know if you're getting like a friend vibe. Like you like don't know how to phrase yeah. it. <laughs> I like that you were direct. Yeah, yeah, you assumed the sale too. I liked yeah. that. <laughs> you're like, we should make out sometime. <laughs> that guy's an idiot. <laughs> I had not closed that deal, and that confidence was not warranted. But it's okay. Yeah, but then also you didn't waste time. Yeah. Thank God. That's why yeah. we're pro shooting your shot or even just like clarifying things with people. Mm-hmm. I think that partly comes with age. Yeah, because <laughs> nothing's worse than like sending kind of those passive texts and then someone sends them back and then you just kind of have this weird like, I don't know if they're into it conversation <laughs> that just never dies. And right. then you're kind of like in this spiral. I've done it a few times if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, what you mean. Charles, do you have any shooting your shot stories that you feel stick out in your mind i'm sitting here trying to rack my brain of a good shoot my shot stories but they're all pretty boring i'm not gonna lie like it's (laughs) because i'm not you know i don't open any conversation with hey i want to know what your mouth tastes like (laughs) (laughs) me out of a lot of Uh, yeah i'm 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 direct but i'm also not like i I, i'm not a club guy like i'm not out on the town so by the time i shoot my shot with somebody it's usually someone that i've built some of a rapport with anyway where i'm just like hey pick up for a drink or hey you ever want to grab a drink or whatever i rarely go up to like the girl at the bar and like i have no game there's no game it's just conversation either we even either we like there's a vibe or there isn't and if there is i'll shoot my shot and if she says yes cool if not that's cool like yeah it's pretty boring with Mm. me um another have another one that we have is um what's the best piece piece of dating advice that you've ever received uh canice we'll take it back over to you to start uh unless you got something charles out the gate no, I, I, I do have something, but it's not good. It's not something that's healthy or like... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's not it's not like one of those like, but straight up, he's just not that into you. <laughs> like, And not even the book, because I never read that, the movie from yeah. 2005, where it's just like, oh, wow, I have been wasting a lot of time with people 
who don't seem to value my time. And now mm. it's like I cut the cord early. If it's not, then it's like, well, I know now and goodbye. We don't have to do this again. Okay, great. Like <laughs> that leave early, leave often, get out of there. Does that advice come with like, should you ask questions to clarify or more of the like, don't wait around? Like you go on a date with a guy, don't be sitting there for two weeks. Like why hasn't he called? Um, for me, it's like, I take that to mean like, if he wanted to, he would, period. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like, if it's been two weeks and he hasn't called, he is not interested. You forget him, delete his, like, don't, don't even yeah. waste your mm -hmm. mind about who this person is or why, or maybe they have a sick grandma. doesn't matter if they wanted to talk to you, they would talk to you. The fact that they haven't means you need to move on. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. Charles, yeah. you, got, you got a good piece of advice? I've had, I've had like, yeah, a lot of toxic advice is going my way. I've gotten the, I've gotten the, uh, um, if a girl says she wants to find herself, she doesn't want to uh, be in a relationship with you because she wants to find herself. The part that says with another guy is silent. So just know that. Uh, okay. <laughs> kind of the same lines. Yeah. It's the same lines of, uh, um, I feel I've like got, uh, the female version of that is when a guy's like, I don't want a relationship right now. It's like, no, you just don't want one with me. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see another girl on your Instagram in two fucking weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The best, the, the, probably the best piece of advice was just a very practical, like anytime you like, just think of how many people there are on the planet. Like no matter how into that person you were, trust me, you weren't that into them to where you'll never be into anybody else ever again. Like there's too many fucking people on the planet. So, you know, with time, like, like I keep, anytime something doesn't work out, like that actually does help me kind of get through it. Like there's a fucking lot of people on this planet. Like I'm going to meet a shit ton of them. I'll be fine. Like if I can keep all of my teeth and remain, <laughs> What attractive individual. Charles, you can buy new teeth. You don't even need to worry about that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll I've, be fine. So. I was going to say, that advice is great, but I think for a lot of people, like, it's just very hard after, I guess, your first, like, heartbreak, you know? Right. Or, or even just very fresh after a breakup, but I think for a lot of people, it's, it's the first one because it's the first person you ever really liked or connected on whatever level with. And it's kind of like, until it happens again, sometimes you don't really believe it, unfortunately, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say, because it's a pandemic and there's almost half a million people <laughs> dead. I was like, we're, we're losing them quick. <laughs> no. that's, that's where my brain went. Yeah. Well, I guess, well, I guess right now, yeah, people might be feeling like, well, especially if you got dumped like during quarantine or right oh, before, God. yeah, you for sure are feeling that like, when am I ever going to meet someone? Oh, the wave. Yeah, it is. Cause even like, you know, we didn't get dumped right before it, but I've felt that some days within the quarantine or just, I mean, even still we're in New York, it's not fully open, but even though things are opening, it's very different. It's like, mm -hmm. you're not going to have the classic bar scenario for a long time, maybe even if ever, like 
Like, because right now it feels yeah. like, just accept it's not coming back. You're going to have right. to meet people with a mask on in line for Dwayne Reed. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is yeah. where you're going to scoop now. We've got tables <laughs> in the street. You enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if anything, yeah, that's the only time you're like, oh, there's a face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that face is cute. <laughs> Type of thing. So it's, I've felt that some days, and I think a lot of people do feel that right now. They're just like, how... How is this ever going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people describe. Like I said, I'm not on the apps as much, but like I, my friend just, you know, uh, got into a relationship with somebody, and I was like, "How did that happen?" And she was just like, "Well, actually, the virtual dating, you know, it erases all of the external bullshit that you have to go through. You, you're not at, you're not spending a ton of money. You're not having to be impressed with all the other shit. It's like, hey, do we vibe or, or don't we?" And if we don't, I'm going to close my fucking laptop. And then, like, <laughs> it's literally no pressure. So you just, it's, it's kind of, I've heard that it's kind of easier during these times. It's, you know, if, if a ton of places aren't open, then maybe you have to go for a walk in the park because there's nothing else. And you just fucking talk and see if there's a interesting conversation that happens. So I don't know. It may, it may be easier. Who knows? True. Or I guess at least for this is more on the side of women, I think it uh, at least weeds people out that are trying to just hook up or right, have right. sex right yeah. away. Because those yeah. people right now are like, yeah, fuck apps. Because no one like if they're like, oh, I got to do this FaceTime date before we meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to we... determine if you're worth me risking getting this virus. <laughs> <laughs> or the messages like right out the gate are come over to my apartment. It's like, well, that's a little serial killer like I'd rather yeah. not. <laughs> no, the only bright side of going to a man's apartment right now is probably their roommate is home. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's the only bright side. It's like, oh, there's going to be a witness there? Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but this has been an awesome episode. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, uh, can you guys just plug real quick? Um, so the podcast you guys both have that I think people would really love and enjoy is uh, Kenise, yours is called Love About Town, and they can find that iTunes, wherever they listen to podcasts. And yep. what is your handle uh, for Instagram, social media? Uh, I am very consistent. It's Kenise Mobley across all platforms. There you go. Kenise Mobley, and it's in our description below, along with her podcast link. And Charles, your podcast, Black Twitter Talk, where can they find your podcast? Is it also on iTunes? Also on iTunes, uh, all the places. And, um, yeah, I'm also consistent cl- across all platforms. It's Kenise Mobley. um and also uh charles has been uploading some uh really hilarious sketches that are in tune with the black lives matter movement and white allyship (laughs) and all of those things we've been sharing them on our uh instagram account page so you could look at our instagram to find that or find charles at charles mcb and our instagram is at shooters gotta shoot pod and i myself am at sparica and i'm at the guacamole and we will see you guys next week